0: I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July. We had a pretty low-key one, which was nice. We just ended up hanging out at home, which we have never done. We have been married for 21 years almost, and we've never just stayed home for 4th of July, and it was so nice. Our neighbors. Went all out with huge fireworks all around our house, and we just got to lay on the grass in our front lawn and have a really incredible firework show. I was very impressed. So I told my husband that we should probably just stay home forever now. Who needs to go fight with crowds to see fireworks when we can just stay home? So that's our new plan is stay home every 4th of July. We'll see if it actually happens, but it was pretty low key and pretty nice. So I hope you had a good 4th of July as well. Not a ton of Disney news except for Oogie Boogie Bash tickets are now sold out. So if you wanted to go to Oogie Boogie Bash, I hope that you got tickets. Um, it took probably, what, three or four days, maybe a little more. Maybe a week. I don't know exactly how long it took, but they're sold out now. So hopefully you have purchased your tickets if you want to go to Oogie Boogie Bash. Now, I do have a complete guide to Oogie Boogie Bash on my website. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check that out. It kind of gives you an idea of what you can expect, a little schedule to follow so you can make sure you hit everything you want to, and I think it'll be helpful for you. So I'll put that in the show notes so you can check that out if you're going to be going to Oogie Boogie Bash. And we got word that Haunted Mansion will be closing August 15th for its transformation into Haunted Mansion Holiday. This happens every single year for about two weeks. It's closed while they transform it into Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas version for the holidays. And so that will close August 15th and then it will reopen September 2nd for the beginning of Halloween time at Disneyland. So that's kind of exciting kind of sad if you're going to be there during that time I'll be there at the end of August so we won't be able to write it but I'll be back for Oogie Boogie Bash later in September so I'll get to write it then and it will be fine but a little bit sad for those people who are visiting during those two weeks because they will miss out on Haunted Mansion. I've been working really hard to add some hotel reviews to my website because I've stayed at lots of different places all around Disneyland, and I think hotel reviews are really helpful. At least I like reading them to see what other people have said. I like... Knowing how close they actually are to the parks because sometimes the hotels make it sound like they're closer than they actually are. Um, and so I like to have all that information when I'm trying to decide where to stay. So I thought that would probably be helpful for you as well. So I've been adding hotel reviews to my website. You can go and check them out. I'll put a link in the show notes, but I thought it would be fun every once in a while to talk about a hotel just for a couple minutes on the podcast, give like a quick little hotel review so that you have some hotels in mind when you're getting ready to book your vacation. So today I wanted to talk about the Best Western Plus Park, Place, Inn, and Mini Suites. That's the name of the hotel. It's a mouthful. So I'll put a link to this review in the show notes. I'm not going to keep saying Best Western Plus Park Place Inn and Mini Suites over and over again. We're just going to call it the Best Western across the street from Disneyland. Um, The main thing that this hotel has going for it is it is across the street from Disneyland. So we stayed here with our family when we visited for Thanksgiving last year. And to tell you the truth, I've had my eye on this hotel for years it's like kind of been my dream hotel. Every time we visit the parks, then I always think, oh my gosh, look at that hotel right across the street, like literally across the street from the entrance. Someday I'm gonna stay there. But it's actually kind of hard to book this property because it's so popular. The location makes it absolutely amazingly popular and it books up really quick. So I knew it was going to book up quickly and we booked it a year in advance so that we could have it for Thanksgiving time. I booked it through Getaway Today so they handled all of that and we booked one of their mini suites. So it had two queen beds and a pullout couch. So we were able to fit all six of us in there. The rooms were clean. They were fairly spacious. There was like I mean, they weren't ginormous, but they were pretty standard for a hotel room. Um, They had space for our luggage, and they had a free breakfast, which made me so happy. There's not a ton of properties around Disneyland that offer a free breakfast. And when we're traveling with our family, I will usually bring things for us to eat for breakfast or stop at Walmart or Target or something and pick them up just because it's so expensive to feed six people three meals a day plus snacks in the parks and it's a lot of time I don't usually eat breakfast in the parks because that is prime time for short lines you all know this I've said it a million times rope dropping we don't we don't take time for breakfast I try to feed everybody before we show up and then we just have an early lunch So the fact that this property has a breakfast was a big deal, and it was a good breakfast. It wasn't just like, you know, the fruit and yogurt with some stale pastries. They had a hot breakfast, and they kind of rotated the items every day. Some day there was pancakes and eggs. Sometimes there was French toast sticks and potatoes. It just kind of depended, but then they also had your standard yogurt and fruit and cereal and juice and milk and coffee, all of that. But they also had some packaged items, which I thought were really helpful. They had like fruit cups and they had Uncrustables and they had granola bars. And you could really take some of those items from breakfast and pack a small little lunch for your kids if you have little toddlers. Easy, easy, which I thought was so great that they had some packaged items ready to go that you could just take with you into the parks if you wanted to, either for lunch or for breakfast too. So I really appreciated that. I thought that was great. They have a swimming pool that's outdoor heated and a hot tub. We never actually used it. My kids took one look at it and were like, eh, not worth it it's not an amazing pool it's a very standard pool but it's a swimming pool Um, so if you have small kids they're probably gonna love it they're gonna want to just be in the pool because a pool is a pool but for my bigger kids they would rather be at Disneyland so we didn't worry about swimming at all we just spent most of our time at Disneyland now it literally is two to three minutes away depending on the light how you hit the light so you walk right out of the hotel Directly across the street, and you are at the entrance to Disneyland, the pedestrian entrance where you go through security, and you're just right there. I loved how close it was. In the mornings, we just popped over to the park so quick, and then in the evenings, when we were ready to head home, everybody's exhausted and tired, and we see lines of people waiting for Ubers and waiting for shuttles, and we just, we just walked right home. It made me so happy to think that we were home, back to our hotel, getting ready for bed, probably in our bed before a lot of those people had even made it onto the shuttle and gotten back to their hotel. So I really loved the proximity of the property. Um, There were a few times that my kids wanted to go back and take a break, my older teenagers, and I just let them walk back all by themselves, which was so nice. I mean, they are older teenagers. They're not young teenagers. Um, So I let them walk back, take a break by themselves, and then they could come back when they were ready. I had one evening where my 11-year-old was so tired and she wanted to go home. And one of my older teenagers was ready to go back too. And so he took her back to the hotel with him and she was able to just put herself to bed (laughs) while I stayed at the park until closing. You guys... Dream come true to have older teenagers and a hotel that is that close that they can go back with the younger ones and they can put themselves to bed. That was amazing. So, anyway, I really loved it. I thought it was great. Um, As far as the hotels that are right there on Harbor within walking distance of Disneyland, I thought it was pretty comparable for the quality of the room. I mean, this isn't a fancy hotel. It's not fancy, but it is clean. The beds were comfortable and the free breakfast I loved, plus being so close to the parks, I would definitely stay here again. So I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check out my full review, plus in the review, then I have a link to Getaway Today where you can click on and it will take you to their website and you can book through them to save even more money because they always have the very best deals on properties. If you don't see the date that you're looking for, then call Getaway today. Ask them if they have any rooms available. Sometimes they have stuff that's not there on the website. If not, then they can give you an idea of when you need to book that property so that you can get it if you're interested in staying there. So I'll put a link to that in my show notes. You can check it out. Okay, I want to read a review that I got. This one made me laugh out loud. It is from Nettie Marie, and the title is, Hey, Melissa, dot, 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 love this. So it made me laugh because this, she's referencing my trip to Disneyland with my best friend from high school, Rachel. And we made this real because at some point during the trip, we realized that Rachel said my name all the time. She would always be like, Hey, Melissa, hey, Melissa, Melissa. Like There's nobody else here. Just start talking. (laughs) You already have my attention. But it was so funny. And then it became this joke on the trip. And then we even made a reel about it. And a lot of the times in this reel, I went back through videos of our trip. And there were all these times that Rachel was saying my name. So it just became this joke. So I love that Nettie Marie put that in the captions it made me laugh so hard Um, I'll put a link to this reel in the show notes if you want to check it out but she said currently binging all the episodes while at work and love all the Disney history and tips we'll be going in October for my son's first trip and my first trip taking a child so it's great getting all the family kid tips I can get definitely one of my favorite Disney podcasts and the host does a great job such an easy and fun listen Thank you so much, Nettie Marie. I really appreciate it. I hope I'm saying your name right. Nettie or Net. I don't know. I apologize if I said it wrong. But thank you so much for your review. I really appreciate it. Reviews and ratings are how podcasts grow. So I really appreciate it when I get a review. And I really appreciate you for leaving it because I know it takes time out of your day and that's a big deal to me that you take the time to leave a review and I appreciate it so very much. I really want to thank people who are willing to leave reviews so I decided to do a little giveaway and anybody who leaves a review on my podcast is entered to win a $25 Disney gift card. The contest not a contest a giveaway it's a giveaway is going to go between now and the end of July so leave a review, rate my podcast, and you will automatically be entered to win $25 Disney gift card. I'll just email it to you. You can use it next time you're in the parks. You can use it to go towards your Disney tickets. You can even use it on the Disney, the Shop Disney website. So I'll send that to you through email. So hurry and leave a review so that you can be entered to win and I appreciate it so very much. All right, I'm really excited to be doing another Once Upon a Time episode. I love these so much, but I have to say that as I'm doing research for them, it just makes me so, like, what's the word? Anxious? Not really anxious. Longing? It makes me long to go back to Disneyland. Is that a funny thing to say? (laughs) Oh, man, it's a funny thing to say. I was just thinking uh, we're rewatching all of the Seinfeld episodes, my husband and I, and there's one where George is like talking to his girlfriend and he tells her that he longs for her and he can't believe that he says that. <laughs> oh, man, and that's where I am right now. I can't believe that I just said I long to go to Disneyland, but that's where we're at. Um, So... I, it just gets me so excited to be back in the parks. And maybe it's because I haven't been for a little while. Um, but it just made me extra excited to get back to Disneyland and really dive into all of these rides. The storytelling aspects are just so fun and I learn new things when I create these episodes. And so then it makes me excited to go back and see more of them in person. So today's episode is a request from my friend Liz's two daughters, Kenley and Cooper. They requested that I do the Storybook Land Canal Boats Ride in Fantasyland. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Um, I found out some really cool things, some things I already knew, but I am so excited to share it all with you. This attraction is sometimes overlooked because it's not an exciting thrill ride but it is absolutely adorable and i think everybody including you should ride it on your next visit so we're going to take a quick break and when i come back we will talk all about once upon a time a storybook land canal boat don't go anywhere you're listening to mix In some magic The very best place to start your Disney trip planning is with discount Disney tickets and hotels. My partners at Getaway today have the best prices anywhere. Please, please don't pay full price for your park tickets. Save the money and put it towards other things for your trip. Important things like churros and Mickey ears and Disney sweatshirts and bubble wands. All the important things that you're going to want. Getaway Today has been open since 1990, and they are the top travel provider to the Disneyland Resort. So, these are legit... These are legit tickets, they're legit people. I've been to their offices, I've met all of them. They are really great people and they really care about your vacation. They also sell Disney World tickets too. And I have personally been using them for 15 years and I'm always impressed with their prices and their customer service. They really are one of the very few places that you can buy legitimate discounted Disney tickets. They have amazing deals on hotels. They partner with all of the very best hotels all around Disneyland. And you can often find deals like buy three nights, get the fourth free, which is one of my favorite things. I always look for those kinds of deals when I'm visiting Disneyland because who doesn't love a free night at a hotel? It's amazing. They also have a peace of mind plan that you can add to any of your purchases. And this plan allows you to change your plans if you need to, because unexpected things happen life happens we all know that and the peace of mind plan is there just for those times if you book a package with them which is tickets with a two night or longer hotel stay then you can use my promo code which is msm10 to save an extra ten dollars which is more churros friends we all need more churros i will put a link to them in my show notes so you can check them out Make sure you book your tickets and your hotel as soon as you know you're going to want to visit because hotels book up quickly, at least the very best hotels and the least expensive hotels book up quickly, and I want you to be able to get the best deal possible and booking early always helps with that. So if you're thinking of a trip for the holidays, now is the time to get your hotel, your tickets, get it all set up so that you're ready to go. They even have layaway plans that are really helpful as well. So I'll put a link in my show notes. You can check them out. I know you're going to love them. right let's get into once upon a time storybook land canal boat This was one of the very first attractions conceived for Disneyland by Walt Disney himself. So he came up with the idea while vacationing in the Netherlands. He was visiting a tourist attraction with a miniature village full of Dutch landmarks. And he absolutely loved it. So he wanted to create something similar. And so he came up with an attraction that was called Canal Boats of the World. And that is actually what opened on July 17th, 1954 when Disneyland first opened it wasn't the storybook land canal boats it was canal boats of the world and in theory there was supposed to be landmarks from all around the world represented in miniature that you would view as you went around these canals things like the Statue of Liberty and Big Ben from England and the pyramids and the Taj Mahal But they kind of ran out of time and budget, and the canal boats of the world were really on the back burner. And so when Disneyland opened in 1955, that ride opened along with it, but there was nothing to see but the canal, and it was kind of a bit of an embarrassment. So it really was just a canal that you would take a little boat tour of, and the bank's were just mud. It was just like dirt and it was kind of a disaster. So on opening day there were a bunch of weeds all along the canal and Walt Disney had his Imagineers or whoever the workers were put little signs in front of some of the weeds that had Latin names to kind of make it look like they were really plants that were in the process of growing and that they were supposed to be there, but really it was just a disaster. The whole ride didn't come together at all, and it got the nickname the Mud Bank Tour because it really was no good, and on opening day there was even bits of dirt that were rolling down the banks and dropping into the canal, and... It wasn't impressive at all, and so it was quickly closed. I think it was only open for two months after Disneyland opened. Then they closed it down for three months, and they did a complete redo. Well, I guess there really wasn't much to redo. They finally finished it, is what they did. But when it reopened, it was the Storybook Land Canal Boats, and now it fits in perfectly with Fantasyland. So with the retheming, then they chose many famous fairy tales, and made miniatures of key points in the fairy tale. So there's 12 fairy tale scenes that are represented in the attraction, and we're going to talk about all of them in a few minutes. But it really is quite an impressive thing that they've done with these little miniatures, and I learned so many things when I was doing research for this episode. The miniature villages are created on a 1 to 12 scale and all of the doors and windows have working hinges. And there's actually working lights in a lot of the little houses and buildings as well and the working doors and hinges are there so that the Imagineers can get in and change the light bulbs from time to time. I would love to see those light bulbs, I bet they're adorable. Tiny little light bulbs, how cute. I really had no idea but all of the plants that you see and the little trees are all real on this attraction. I was blown away when I learned that. So I found this article. It was it's back from 2011 and it talks all about this. It's from the OC County Register, Orange County Register. Yep, OC County Register. Um so it says that Tinkermel might be responsible for shrinking the hundreds of types of plant life in the 56 year old attraction, but a crew of two Disney workers gets less than five hours at night to keep the attraction looking pristine. Rhonda Wood, a horticultural manager, said workers have from 2 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. to maintain the the trees, shrubs, and ground cover. We do a daily inspection of the landscape and check for weeds, watering needs, the plant needs, Wood said. We also check for show concerns. Concerns including repairing damage done by wildlife like ducks and raccoons. Sometimes we have raccoons that like to pull up our grass and check for worms, Wood said. Wood said the height of the turf in front of the homes is maintained by hand. We line trim the entire attraction turf, she said. That's what most people would call a weed eater. Wood said the plant life and the miniaturized homes are on scale of one inch to one foot. Guests view the trees near the homes through forced perspective, making them appear smaller than what they really are. If they're located near the houses, they are in scale with that, Wood said. On the mountain slopes, they're a bit larger. Once a week, workers do a walk through from the guest perspective to check on sight lines. This includes walking the train track of Casey Jr for one perspective and going through the storybook land canal in a rowboat for another. Most of the foliage is permanent, Wood said. The trees were specifically chosen for their ability to withstand the heat of an Orange County summer and the cool of the winter. The only plant life that is exchanged regularly are the ground covers and succulents. If we get a cold winter, sometimes you get some damage there, Wood said. We replace those out with more tolerant succulents. So I was totally impressed with that. I guess I never really thought that they could actually all be real plant life and that they have workers in there maintaining them in the middle of the night, making sure that they are looking great and all healthy and trimming things as needed, cutting the grass with little tiny scissors. It's amazing. So it makes it even more impressive and I'm excited to get back and view it from those new eyes where I know that they're all real. Maybe everybody knew that they were real and it was just me. I don't know, but I am very impressed. This attraction has 465,000 gallons of water, and the water is actually attached by underground tubes to Sleeping Beauty's Castle moat, the Jungle Cruise, and the River of America. All the water is interconnected, which I thought was kind of cool. There's only two parks in the entire world that you can ride the storybook land canal boats Disneyland and Disneyland Paris although at Disneyland Paris then they just have um, like storybook signs that kind of tell you the story a little bit but at Disneyland then they have a cast member that narrates the attraction when you are entering the line then you'll notice a lighthouse and this is actually an old ticket booth that used to have a little window in it. So there's only a few left. It used to be when you went to Disneyland, you would pay a small fee to get into the parks and then you paid for individual tickets for all the other attractions. So you would pay individually per attraction. And so each of the attractions would have a little ticket booth in front. And there are still a few ticket booths around Fantasyland. There is this one in front of the Storybook Land Canal Boats. There's a Mushroom. In front of Alice in Wonderland and then there is a little ticket booth in front of the Casey jr. Railroad so you can look for those next time you're at Disneyland so they've covered up the window and now it's just a lighthouse and it's just part of the theming of the attraction when it's your turn to ride then you'll be placed in one of 13 boats and the boats each have names so next time you're riding it then notice which boat you get the choices are well I guess it's not really a choice You're just, you get what you get and you don't have a fit. But here are the different options for boats. There's Alice, Ariel, Aurora, Belle, Cinderella, Daisy, Fauna, Flora, Feline, Meriwether, Snow White, Tinkerbell, and Wendy. Each of the boats has a little smokestack on it, and if you look at the top of the smokestack when you're getting in, you'll see a little Mickey head. So there's a little hidden Mickey there, so take a look at that when you're getting on or off next time you ride. Each boat holds about 14 people, depending on how many kids there are, they might be able to squish in a few more and the ride lasts for six to seven minutes now occasionally they will let little kids sit up at the front of the boat so not even on a bench they'll put them at the very front of the boat and it's really cute they tell them that they're whale watchers so if you have little tiny kids and you think they might enjoy that then ask a cast member if they can be whale watchers and they'll usually let them sit at the very front Now, in order to get from Disneyland into Magical Storybook Land, we have to go through the jaws of Monstro the Whale. So, I'm sure you've seen pictures of him if you haven't seen him in Fantasyland personally. There's this giant whale and the boat goes through its mouth. When you get through the other side, you are in Storybook Land. Now, if you look carefully, Monstro will open and close his eye it's really fun kind of slowly like he's lazily blinking so pay attention to that Um, some kids are really nervous about this ride because who wants to get swallowed by a whale that's intimidating he's this huge whale with these big jaws lots of pointy sharp teeth and it can be a little scary but just tell them that they get to enter into storybook land they're not actually swallowed by the whale or if they're really nervous you can even take them on the casey jr train ride and they'll be able to see where you come out into storybook land and they can see that you don't actually get swallowed by the whale that might make them feel a little better but to beginning of the ride you enter through the jaws of monstro and into storybook land where we have all these amazing little miniatures and the details here are absolutely amazing it's so impressive So we first come to the cave of the Big Bad Wolf, and then across the canal, there are the Three Little Pigs' houses. If you listen closely, you can hear them singing that song, Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf. The Three Little Pigs were actually part of a cartoon, a 1933 cartoon called Pfeiffer, Fiddler, and Practical, and they've built their homes there on the canal, one of straw, one of sticks, and one of bricks. If you look closely, you can see their little names inscribed on their tiny little mailboxes. Next, you come to the English village where Alice lives, complete with the rabbit hole that transported her into Wonderland. The church in the village from Alice in Wonderland has imported stained glass windows. Walt Disney himself insisted on this little luxury as opposed to a less expensive glass, and the stained glass installed at the construction of the village is still there today. If that's not attention to detail, I don't know what is. Next, you float by London Park, where the darling children flew off to Neverland with the help of Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. London Park features a golden statue of Peter Pan in the center with miniature benches lining the walkways, and at night, the park is lit up with tiny twinkling lights. We float by Agrabah, where Princess Jasmine first met Aladdin in the market and you can see the Sultan's palace up on the hill. Next, we float through the arches that Aladdin and Jasmine flew through on their magical carpet ride. If you listen closely, you can hear the song A Whole New World playing in the background. Next, we're going to float through the Cave of Wonders and it's a tradition that you make a wish because if you make a wish in the Cave of Wonders, It's sure to come true. Pay attention because while you're in there, you'll be able to see the lamp that belongs to the genie. Or does it belong to Aladdin? I'm not sure. The genie's lamp. Next, we visit the dwarf's cottage that Snow White lived in while she stayed with them. You can even see the diamond mine up in the hills and if you listen closely, you can hear them singing. After that, up on a hill, we see Cinderella's castle overlooking her village, and it's really quite beautiful. The turrets and finials are covered in 24 karat gold and reflect the light from the sun. If you're riding at night, you might notice that the windows glow with light as if a celebration or ball is underway. Notice the pumpkin on top of the bridge. It's all that's left of the magical carriage that took Cinderella to the ball. And if you listen closely, you can sometimes hear the clock strike midnight. Next, we come to a hill of quilted flowers that was inspired by the 1933 silly symphony cartoon, Lullaby Land. After that, we see Toad Hall, where Mr. Toad and his friends went on a wild adventure. If you need more information about that, you should ride Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It will fill you in on all of the details of their wild time. After that, we come to the newest addition to Storybook Land, which is Arendelle. The home of Elsa and Anna you'll even notice Oaken's trading post and sauna in the back and if you look really closely up in the mountains you can see Elsa's ice palace now notice that the mountains of Arendelle are made to match the Matterhorn mountain which is directly behind it so next time you're looking at Arendelle on this storybook land canal boats just look up a tiny bit and you'll see the Matterhorn the real giant Matterhorn right behind it it matches up perfectly. Next we come to Geppetto's village where he carved Pinocchio and made a wish for him to become a real boy. If you look closely you can see toys in the window of his workshop. Now right here we come to what might be the very coolest part of this entire attraction. So there is a small pine tree right near Geppetto's home that was personally planted by Walt Disney himself. It's over 150 years old, and it's actually been alive for quite some time, and they're keeping it alive for as long as they possibly can. But I think it's still there. I haven't noticed it personally. I just read about it, so I'm going to check it out on my next visit. But how cool would that be if there's still a little miniature pine tree that's over 150 years old that was planted by Walt Disney? I'm going to check it out. I'll let you know. After that, we pass by Prince Eric's castle. He's got his ship docked in the harbor, and I'm always very fascinated by his ship. It's just really cool. And if you listen closely, you can hear Ariel singing. After that, we're almost done with our ride. We pass by a cave that's covered by a waterfall. If you look closely through the water, you can see Atlantica, which is is the cave that, the cave, it is the land where Ariel used to live before she became a human. Now conveniently, the waterfall also hides the storage boats and other storage things that are used for the attraction. So it serves two purposes. With that, we've come to the end of our journey, and now it's time to get out of the boat, which I find kind of stressful (laughs) because they tell everybody That in order to balance the boat, you all need to stand up at exactly the same time. Now, I don't know that this boat could actually tip over. I think it would be really difficult for it to tip over. But there must be something to it. Or why would they go to the effort of trying to get everybody to stand up at the same time? So as they're telling people this, the cast member tells people. And you know that the majority of the people in your boat are not paying attention. At least this is what happens to me. I'm like, nope. They didn't listen to a word that she said and there are, there's no way they're standing up on the count of three because they didn't hear the instruction. And without fail, like two people stand up at the right time and everybody else has no idea what's going on and I've never gone overboard. But then I always get anxiety when she starts counting. <laughs> I don't know. Something's wrong with me. It's like, here we go. Oh my gosh, we have to stand up at the same time. It's so silly of me. A couple things to note, if you are one of the very first people to ride this attraction in the morning, you get to sign the captain's log. So they actually pull out this book and you get to sign your name in it. And I've never done it and I really want to. So that's one of the things that I'm shooting to do on my next visit is sign the captain's log at Storybook Land Canal Boats. Um, So if you are interested in rope dropping Storybook Land Canal Boats, Then you can sign your name in the captain's log if you're one of the first people, which would be so cool. Also, you're going to see a lot of ducks on this attraction, which kind of, they're not miniature tiny ducks, they're regular sized ducks, which kind of always make me laugh. It looks like giant ducks are attacking the miniature villages. Um, There's some debate whether or not this attraction is better during the day or at night, And it's really cute at night because you can see all of the little lights that are turned on and it's especially magical when you're going through Monstro's mouth or into the Cave of Wonders or under the arches near Acrobat. But I kind of think I like it better during the day just because you can see so much more detail. Because there really is a lot of detail, impressive things to see. And at night, even though they light up some of the houses and they have lights on some of the bigger things like the castles, it's just not as easy to see those things. So I think it's worth writing both times, day and night, but I think I do prefer it during the daytime. That being said, the line is usually a little shorter at night. So what are you going to do? I guess you got to make a call there. If you happen to be visiting Disneyland during the holidays, make sure you ride this attraction because they decorate it for Christmas time. Not full on, they don't call it a holiday overlay, they don't even mention it at all, but they do add little wreaths and little Christmas trees and some lights to a lot of the little miniature villages and houses. So it's really cute, it's one of my favorite times to ride the attraction is during the holidays just for the little holiday touches, they're pretty fun that's it. That's Storybook Land Canal Boats, which is really hard to say. I wrote it down so that I could look at it every time I had to say it so I didn't mess it up. So hopefully I didn't mess it up too much. If you've never ridden this attraction, please give it a try. I know it seems like a tiny little kitty ride and it is, but it's also good for adults too. I don't know. I just love every single ride at Disneyland and learning more about the storytelling aspects and all the details just makes me love them even more. Thank you so much for listening. I really, really, truly appreciate it. Don't forget about my giveaway. Stop what you're doing right now. Go leave a review, rate my podcast. That would be amazing. Then you'll be entered to win the $25 Disney gift card that you can use on your next visit or to buy tickets or at Shop Disney whatever you want it's your gift card you can do whatever you want with it I hope you have a wonderful week hope you're safe and happy and that you have something fun coming up that you're looking forward to I think we're gonna go see the new Thor movie this week I think my husband bought tickets I'll have to check on that can I tell you a secret I haven't seen the other two is there two I think there is I haven't seen them <laughs> terrible I haven't seen a lot of the early Avengers movies. I've tried, and I just haven't loved them. I think I probably would have liked Thor. I don't know. But I'm not even going to try to see the first two. I'm just going to see the third one. I'm going to eat the popcorn, and it's going to be great. But you know what happened? Last time I went to the movie theater, they told me they were out of butter flavoring for the popcorn, and that really makes a huge difference on movie theater popcorn. We just sat there and ate the popcorn with no butter, and I felt like I was eating yellow flavored styrofoam. It was disgusting and I was really disappointed because that's really why I'm at the movie theaters is for that popcorn. So hopefully they have popcorn with butter this time when we go see the new Thor movie. Is it weird if I bring my own butter into the theater? I mean you can buy butter flavoring for popcorn at the grocery store. Could I just put it in my purse and bring my own because that's where we're at I think I'm going to call the theater before we go and if they don't have it I'm going to sneak in my own maybe I'm not even going to sneak it I'll just bring it other people probably want some too I can share with them (laughs) oh gosh all right that's all I have for you today I will be back next week with something new thanks so much for listening we'll talk soon